and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 243. Joining me tonight is Vulgar Latin. Hi, I'm not Big L. He had diarrhea. A lot of it. Kushmoose. Hi, I am Kushmoose, and I'm doing well, thank you. Good, no diarrhea. Mm-mm. And joining us from across the pond, we have Chewy on Ice. A pond full of diarrhea. Hello, Governor. That's disgusting. Isn't that just New Jersey? Uh, I guess. What is the British slang for diarrhea? Um, I don't know. We used to have this song that we used to sing in school. Like, um, it used to go something like, uh, "When it's uh, coming out your bum like a bullet from a gun, diarrhea, diarrhea." Yeah, we had that song. Yeah. Driving in your Chevy and you're feeling something heavy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, is this a dead? Does this constitute a dead horse yet? Yeah, please, I hope so. I I think so. The horse died of diarrhea, by the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, it's very deadly everywhere. Actually. It's no laughing matter. It can really oh. kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's enough to drown a horse. Yeah. I don't even know where to go from there. That's, yeah. If it's not food oh, talk, apparently it's diarrhea yeah. talk. The only place to go is restart. Yeah. Verbal diarrhea. But yeah, let's uh let's move on from that because this is um this is gonna Running be upsetting for anyone that is eating on their lunch break. Could you imagine? They get on, they want to hear about video games and here we're talking about diarrhea. All right, so yeah. Question of the week is actually one that I came up with. And this one actually came from a conversation we were having during Halo on Thursday nights, and I thought it might be good for the show. And the question is, if Microsoft were to make a Smash clone, who would you want on the roster, and about what would you want the moveset to be? So, first off, let's uh, kick it to Nate. All right. Ahizo says, I'm going to keep it boring. Give me a Kirby clone in the form of Maul from all-time great masterpiece, The Maul. Aw? Uh, yeah. Maul. I'm down. Uh, Chesno says Voodoo Vince would be fun. I can see them do some creative things with his gimmick of damage himself to hurt you. Hmm. Uh, Phil Spencer always says it was one of his favorite game, uh, <laughs> favorite games he worked on. For a third-party game that was Xbox exclusive, Blue Dragon would be cool. A swordsman with a dragon-like stand from JoJo. I I know those are words, but I don't understand uh, what that means. But okay. Uh, I know JoJo, awesome. but I've never watched it. Okay. I think Voodoo um, Vince is a good shout. I think oh, so stand is from JoJo. And Blue Dragon is a swordsman. Dragon. JoJo uh, was a man who thought he was a runner. See, that's the one I know. Mm-hmm. Uh Freemhole says, the gun stringer, pretty straightforward dude with a gun, uh, but his recovery special would be someone yanking the marionette strings to give him a big upward saving move. Does that mean we would need the connect, or could it still God, be played no. with just a controller? No, that'd no connect if, for anything. That'd be great if only the gun stringer needed a, a connect. Um, <laughs> that sounds like P-Tart, a very Microsoft thing. <laughs> P-Tart says, any of the slimes from Slime Rancher, and gave it the same powers as Kirby, but the slimes don't do the the stuff like and Slime Rancher is all about the gun, right? 
Yeah, but if you're going to be the slimes and give it some sort of a move set, the slime sort of kind of looks like Kirby. I guess they eat plorts. We can't, we can't have the slimes with the Kirby power and the more with the Kirby power as well. So, you know, there's not enough It's a reskin. <laughs> Everything is Kirby. <laughs> uh, Rocker Dude says Raz from Psychonauts, which uh, is actually what was on my mind uh, recently. Uh, no pun what intended the there. Powers be? What would the powers be? Well, he's got some cool stuff. Like he's got the um, the uh, the big hand. Uh, gosh, telekinesis hand. You know, he's got uh, the bouncy ball. Uh, let's see, what would his recovery power be? His recovery power, I guess, would be his little floaty ball. Um, that seems kind of lame. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was since I've been playing Psychonauts two recently. I was just kind of thinking, oh, geez, Raz is an obvious. I think uh, he just kind of. It's that type of combat. I can see it. That would be a good one. Yeah. And um, my other answer is going to be brought up here soon. So I'm not going to mention that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, Raz from Psychonauts. That was my answer. What about you, Kenny? All right. Well, first, we're going to read off some patron responses. A rare Turek first says, stick Ori in there. Can use its base attack to fire its little spirits out. Out in various directions, charge attacks can be with it using the Spirit Sword from Will of the Wisps. And recovery move is to use the Glider Feather for its smash or Glider Feather for its smash attack. Have it unleash a charge attack similar to how you destroy large crystals in the first game. I kind of expected that's where you were going to go, Nate, with or Yeah, I was thinking that bash move would be awesome in like a in a smash type situation so like someone hits something at you and you bash off of it and hit them or fling it back that'd be really cool uh l chimed in and said one i have no idea how to say that last name and i don't know the game that that he's from one aggregate i believe he's referring to uh guacamole yeah Ah. aguacate i believe is how you say that okay that's actually a good answer from You've got all the luchador power wrestling yeah. moves and he could turn into a chicken as well so i guess that's the thing i don't remember him turning into a chicken i have not played a lot of oh, yeah. rooster yeah. power mm-hmm. but if there's no other answer then it's just uh, it's just a wrestling it's just, game well then wouldn't it just if it's that then you could just play guacamole if it's he's the only character <laughs> i mean it'd still work He's just, I mean, he's just a fighter. So it'd be kind of a basic one. You could also shift, couldn't you, to like the, like the death dimension or whatever. I don't know how that would play into it, but you could have like two planes of existence and him flipping between them. Mighty Mangu says, all the characters from the various Zetalon games, it would be amazingly terrible and wouldn't matter, matter as it would only take five minutes to get all the achievements. I no, I don't like that. I don't want. I don't want all those crappy games to run and this possibly amazing Smash clone. Although there will be a, a crap ton of title updates. Uh, Mario chimes in and just says Clippy. <laughs> Great answer. That almost seems like a must. I mean, he's gonna be like a hidden character, right? He's like mm-hmm. the secret one you get after beating it. 
Yeah, he's the final boss. Yeah. He's the master hand. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, yes. everything together. Yes, Clippy like, is master hand. I love it. Yeah. And then Hawkeye says, the great mighty poo from Conquer's Bad Fur Day. We just said that was a dead horse. We're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, well, the show we always talk about dead horses. So for my answer, and this is probably going to be a boring one that seems kind of obvious coming from me, I want the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Just the barbarian-looking thing on, on that is everywhere. Uh, his smash attack could be like the Fushroda and just sit there and just blow part of the screen off or whoever gets caught in it off the screen for an insta-kill. Simp- a simple... Kind of just obvious answer has has a giant war axe or something, able to heal himself or do or have like a fireball as like a ranged attack. Ah, uh, that would be my answer. Like I said, kind of boring and seems kind of obvious coming from me. Speaking of boring and obvious answers, uh, we had two submissions for the Master Chief himself. Uh, GT3 option fan says Master Chief, of course. You could have some cool different melee attacks between energy, sword, gravity hammer, and regular punches, but he'd have chances for some fun distance specials as well grapple hook, plasma grenades, needler, and then a few other guns if it made sense. Uh, his shield could be the armor lock ability, and his recover could be a jetpack ability. Hmm. Having Master Chief is an obvious choice for a Smash clone from Microsoft. And Wild West 08 agreed and said his boring answer is Master Chief. And you could have lots of gadgets and weapons. Um, although if he was to have a different answer, you could have the guy from Sunset Overdrive. Um, oh, imagine different combos, bringing the different crazy guns they had, which could work well. Although there is no guy from Sunset Overdrive, is it? Because it's an entirely create-your-own-character Um I guess there's the guy on the cover. <laughs> yeah. But uh, your version of that is never going to look the same. So that kind of leads me on to my own personal answer, which is that it's been mentioned a few times on this podcast um, in recent weeks. Remember when we used to have our avatars in games uh, back in the 360? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of just completely ignored avatars I say this generation, but even even on the one, they did basically nothing with them. Um, and yeah. I think it's high time for them to bring them back. And I think a, a Smash game would be perfect for that. I think uh, allowing us to play as our avatars um, and then, you know, in the way that they used to unlock um, stuff, you know, for your avatars, like costumes and things, um, you could unlock stuff in the game. Uh, including moves and abilities I like um, it. and make it completely custom, make it completely unique to you. Um, and for me, I mean, that's a personal thing because I think that's the only way I'd be able to get Chewie <laughs> in a Microsoft Smash game because Chewie is, of course, my avatar. Um, and yeah, you could have him tearing off arms, you could have him using his bowcaster um, and you could have Han Solo <laughs> in the background as a voiceover just saying, just punch it, Chewie. <laughs> for a special punch attack um and freemhole actually chimed in <clears throat> on that on my response to that to say uh, you could have your avatar calling in ultimates uh where a forza car or a flight sim airplane 
does massive devastation to the battlefield. Uh, or you could have a Pokeball equivalent where a Porsche 911 sips through. And I don't know what that means. Like you throw an item and then a Porsche comes out. I see. I, yeah. I have to confess, it's confession time, just while I slip this in. I've never played Smash. Oh, you're missing out. And, and I've never played a Smash clone either. So you're not so missing out. Um, I I can only imagine what this all would look like. Um, and it's probably quite far removed from the truth. <laughs> well, if you haven't played Smash, then it would be kind of a little bit more difficult to understand the Pokeball equivalent answer from Frame. But yeah, you're missing out. Smash is a great game. It's so much fun. Especially yeah, it comes from my lack of having any real Nintendo consoles as a child. <laughs> so uh, I completely missed that one. Yeah, they're they're all right. Uh, I I really liked Melee when I was a kid, and uh, mm -hmm. That's then where I, I started. played the later ones, and uh, yeah, man, they're fine. The Just new like, one's really good. It has a huge roster on it now. Yeah, my problem is that people try to treat it like it's an actual fighting game. Yeah, I don't like, like that. You take all the items out, which is like kind of like taking all the fun out of the game. That's what I say. So, so yeah. like it would be like Mario Kart without the power-ups and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, which just makes it like it's a racing game. But uh, yeah, that's just me. They're a fun party game. It's definitely a better party game. It's If you take out all the items and you just have like the basic Final Destination level... It just turns into a very mediocre fighting game. And if you want to just play a fighting game, play like Street Fighter or something, you know, an actual good fighting game. Smash is better as a as a party game. The more chaos the better. Eight player, small small map, high items. This guy gets it. All right. Uh including other people that get it. Uh, Philip Wendell says Homer Simpson, a duff-filled burp. I don't think he's describing Homer Simpson as a duff-filled burp, but maybe perhaps describing his attacks. I, I'm not sure. He says there's just not enough Simpsons tie-ins. Uh, that's definitely an option. <laughs> that That's a choice. Uh, Freaky Rose says Steve from Minecraft. Diamond sword weapons too obvious as a, as a pickaxe. He could mine underneath you and drop lava. Uh, distract you, you don't see the creeper behind you. Personally, I don't think that Steve from Minecraft could ever work in a Smash game. Like, I don't see them ever bringing him in to nah. Smash as a character. Couldn't I don't even work. know. He's so far removed from it. Um, Like, his it character would, just doesn't even fit. His model, the colors, nothing. Nothing about it could nothing. possibly be in one. It'd be like trying to put Banjo-Kazooie into it. and uh, Or Sora. It just wouldn't work. There's Sora or... Yeah, there's just two different. It'd be like putting like Ken or Ryu in there. You couldn't do it. Just be weird. Mm -hmm. Master Chief is a much better fit. Yep. Hurricane Dale says Doom Guy with glory kills and a BFG finisher. Nice. nice. And uh, Mental Knight says if I could play as anyone, I'd pick the abs cat and the moveset would be embarrassingly sparse. But it'd I... be so good. It'd be for charity. You just watch it. <sighs> See, that would work as like one of the Pokemon, like the lame Pokeball 
Pokemon when you throw them out and they just sit there. The Apes cat just pops up. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking here, uh, I was just kind of seeing what everyone else didn't pick and uh, some honorable mentions in my head. Nobody said Marcus Phoenix. Uh, you got Blinks the Time Cat. Yes. That could be fun. Uh, you got uh, a lot of stuff from Rare that you could just pick. The guys from Jet Grind Radio, because Jet Grind Radio Future was a was one. But mm. really, I think we're all missing out on the big picture. Uh, the biggest picture. And clearly the only answer that would make sense is Bill Gates, uh, <laughs> who could uh, win through just sheer money um, and acquiring his opponents as he as he plays the game. So once his apparent <laughs> opponents get a, a, an advantage, he just buys them and then the it, it ends. Well, if we're going to go that route, as much as I love that, we could also get The Rock. He can make a special oh. appearance. Well, I mean, I don't know if we want to smell what he's cooking, but uh, yeah, we could, I, you know, but I think you just you really got to go to the genesis of the whole thing. That's and amazing. Uh, there's no other way to go, really. I mean, you, you could slip Major Nelson in there and have him just embarrassing himself and being a dork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, real people, I think, are the, 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 the ticket here. I love it. Well, at that rate, then Phil Spencer needs to be the ultimate boss. Nah, I mean, I think Bill Gates is the ultimate boss. I think he's the monster at the end of the book, really. You can't go, uh, but he's, but he, you know, in much the same way that you can play as M. Bison, uh, you can play as, as Bill. <laughs> All right, you win. Good answer. All right, is anybody else got any uh, answers that they could give? All right. Well, in that case, let's get into the game showcase. Uh, Chewy, since it's getting late for you, why don't you go first? Okie dokie. Well, um, I am someone who gets involved in a lot of the silly contests that we run. Um, and currently, I am involved in the BCM, Better Computers Matter. Uh, and I am also on the side running my own little contest uh, around adventure and point-and-click games called Adventure Time. Mm. And in a nice conjoining of worlds this month, I was given uh, a game called The Last Door Complete Edition as my BCM bonus game. And The Last Door Complete Edition is a wonderful adventure point-and-click game. Kenny, one of your favorites. Absolutely. Um, it is a um, kind of old school pixel art, um, kind of very retro styled um, horror adventure point and click game, a kind of a horror mystery game with Lovecraftian overtones. Um, you play as it's split into two seasons. Uh, when it was originally released, it was an entirely kickstarted game, and each uh, episode was released, you know, as it was kickstarted. Um, hmm. And at the end of every episode, it actually lists a bunch of the backers uh, who supported it, um, and even uh, the backers were allowed to provide 
descriptions of items within the game That's cool. um, as part of their backing. Yeah, it is, it is a nice kind of touch. Um, but it's basically, yeah, f- four episodes and then two seasons. So four episodes per, per season, making up eight episodes. Um, each one is kind of about an hour long, probably. Um, and each season has you playing as a different character. Um, going on a journey um, through um, a mystery involving um, basically another world or another dimension um, that uh, a group of people at school together um, discovered a way of um, creating basically a way to go into this other world or this other dimension this lovecraftian world uh of 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 fog and mystery and monsters and terror Uh, i'm not sure why you would ever want to go there to be honest it's not it's not particularly a holiday destination Um, i suppose they just figured out if they could they would um and um the first season has a character who was involved in this group but has amnesia and can't remember anything about it so he's kind of discovering his involvement uh, and the involvement of his classmates who have been dying one by one um, over the years um, ending with him um, being confronted with whether or not he will go into this other world and then the second season is that character's um, uh, psychiatrist who has discovered that his patient has gone missing um and is then following in his footsteps and going on his own journey and then the 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 climax of both of those seasons is those two stories combining and, and kind of culminating it's a really really dense really really well written uh little adventure game um and it's kind of spooky and creepy and it has a few jumpy moments and although the pixel art is very basic it's also kind of beautiful in its own way it's quite painterly and it's really well done um i just really enjoyed it from top to bottom it's kind of my kind of thing though um, i've actually i've played the second season actually because it was on pc game pass for a long yeah they time. released the second it's weird because they released the second season directly without the, the first season on pc i think the first weird. season is available on mobile on, on windows phone uh weirdly enough so um yeah, I don't know. The second season, obviously, you kind of be a bit lost without having played the first one. But... I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but then, yeah, they, they, they released both as this complete edition on, on console. Uh, so I do, rec- if you like the second season, I do recommend going back and doing the whole thing, uh, including the first season, to kind of fill in the blanks there. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I remember uh, I had to like kind of cobble together a lot of, and I never did finish that second season. I got stuck mm. on a piano puzzle. Yes, and there's you know it's kind of standard point and click tropes. Is there's inventory management puzzles and um, you know picking up items, figuring out how you're going to use them in different things, and then there's 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 like standard puzzle puzzles as well mixed in. Um, it is quite complex uh, in places, and it's quite hard and there is quite a lot of stuff that you can potentially miss as well. They have secrets um, that you have to discover uh, for achievements. So I would actually recommend a walkthrough to avoid multiple playthroughs um, because you wouldn't really get much out of multiple playthroughs other than going for the completion. 
And um, there isn't a walkthrough on TA, but there is on PlayStation trophies, as a lot of point-and-click games are. I recommend going there. Although this one isn't actually written by The Mind is a City, who is kind of the, the go-to the guy for... Yeah, he's, he's, he's great for, like, the Artifacts Mondays and stuff. This is written by someone else, who's, who's but it's, it's over on that site. So that will get you through the completion, get all the secrets and everything. Um, but if, if point-and-click adventure games are your bag and you like stuff that's a bit kind of creepy, spooky, uh, and quite retro, then um, this is definitely a recommend from me. And it's a collection. It, it, is it? Is it classed yes. as a collection? It, it should is. Be. It's in the title. I guess. It's one... I don't know, though. It's, yep, it, it is says, one game. Two yeah. seasons of one game. Well, I think because the second season is its own game on Windows, they consider it as two separate I games. I suppose. Splitting has, yeah. I, I guess so. I'll accept it. It just barely fits the definition. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's on my wish list now. Collections, baby! <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's, it's good. I liked it. Uh, I will also sneak in. I know we're only supposed to talk about one game, uh, but I'm going to sneak in a quick reference to another also point-and-click adventure, also pixel it. art, also uh, kind of a mystery um, game called uh, Detective Die, the Silk Rose Murders. Um, this one is set in feudal Japan, and you play as a, um, a kind of a, an officer of the law who is hired by the Empress of Japan, feudal Japan, to investigate a series of murders. And it's kind of like Sherlock Holmes or Poirot, but set in feudal Japan. And there's a huge amount of historical detail. And it, it's a real person, this detective Dai, and the, the people around the Empress and everything like that are all historically you know, true to, to, to the, those people at the time and all of the, what was going on at the time, China trying to put itself on the main, the world stage, um, but also, you know, a lot of power plays. The Empress came to power by maybe or maybe not murdering her husband and maybe or maybe not murdering her son in order to get to power. Um, and all of that is happening around these kind of um, gruesome murders of women that you have to, to solve. And again, Really, really well written, really nicely presented. Just a really nice little game um, if you're into that kind of retro point-and-click adventure style. So two games, similar, big recommends from me. Well, the detective die. I like the sound of that story, but then when I look at it, point-and-click and the retro graphics, it's like, eh. It's got both kinds of gameplay, pointing and clicking. <laughs> yeah. And and that one is that one is shorter and easier and um it kind of handholds you quite a lot more through the story and the puzzles, so there's not there's not much to worry about. And the almost the entire achievement list is is story based. There's one single achievement towards the end of the game that you could miss if you didn't say the right thing, but but that's quite well signposted, so it's not really a, a bother. Um I was just yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah. I was just about to ask about the last door. Does it have like a uh, uh, chapter select? Because I see in the achievement mm -hmm. achievement list, there's a couple of like collectibles and stuff like that. 
yeah, you could go back to each individual chapter and and pick up anything you missed in terms of nice. um, secrets or missables or anything like that. Um, yeah, the whole game is completely kind of replayable in any order you want to get everything you need. Oh, that's good then. And that is it. Yeah, All so right. two two games that I, I I personally recommend, not for everybody, I know, but. Um, they tickle my boxes. <laughs> they tickle my fancies. <laughs> well, the last door looks like something, Nate, you might have some interest in. I played the one on PC, and yeah, and then it took me a while to realize that Chewie was talking about uh, the fact that it's on Xbox now with, with uh, Season 1 and Season 2, because I'm yes. slow. And I was just like, complete edition. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> and luckily, I don't have to, because it's not on Game Pass. So Yet. But it's a yeah. collection. Yeah. But that's not me. That's you. Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Game Pass, then it becomes my thing, and I have to do it. Eventually. Probably when it's leaving, though. All right. Well, in that case, uh, reverse order. Let's go with Koosh next. All right. I have been dabbling. There, there's just so much good out right now. Uh, so <laughs> I, find, I find it really hard to talk about anything because I haven't spent a whole lot of time in any one game because I'm trying not to forget the controls in like Psychonauts and Wolong and, uh, and Chorus and Lost in Random. All these games, I'm trying not to forget what's going on and it's really hard to split my time. So what I'm talking about is Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Uh, this came to Game Pass uh, a couple weeks ago. Two, three, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, March 3rd. Yeah, two weeks. A little little over two weeks. Um, And this is my first foray into a Souls-like. Now, some people would would say it's not a Souls-like. And for anyone who who does play Souls games, uh, this is your chance to just laugh at me as I get everything wrong. uh, Because that is what's going to happen, I'm sure. Uh, Once again, I don't play Souls games, so this is going to... Probably sound ridiculous to anyone who does play a lot of this. Um, <clears throat> you're going to die a lot in this game. <laughs> there is no difficulty setting, as far as I'm aware. You just kind of go in and you just go at it. It has a very robust character selection. Uh, you can choose a whole bunch of different models. You can choose a whole bunch of different, um, uh, you know, changes to them and skin tones and scars and accessories and you can make characters um uh very distinct from one another uh i went with uh female model number two (laughs) that's it that's that's as far as my customization typically goes with the game i I look at the base options and i just go okay that's good enough um and and that's how i went with this game Uh, it's set in like a um uh kind of a dynasty warriors type era and I think that there is a Dynasty Warriors tie-in. I, I'm not sure. I saw some people talking about that. Uh, the developer is Team Ninja. Uh, so the combat feels a little bit like Ninja Gaiden Black. A little bit. Um, but it is very much uh, not a hack and slash. It, it's more of a thinking combat uh, and a reactionary combat. Um, you have two primary weapons that you can swap through. Uh, and, and you can choose them at any time when you're not fighting. It's very easy to swap between the two. When you are fighting, there's this really cool move where you can change your weapon as you attack. 
Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, there's also two slots for ranged weapons, which so far I've seen them as a, a bow and a crossbow, and maybe, maybe get some more options later. Uh, but the the primary weapons, like the swords, there's a whole bunch of variety there. Um, so I, I do a light and a heavy. I have a, a sword for my light quick attacks, and I have a kind of like a pole arm for my heavy attacks. Um, for you know boss fights where I'm not going to get a whole lot of attacks in between their attacks, so I just want to make them count and make them hit as hard as I can. Uh, so for boss fights, I'll be using those heavy attacks. Um, there is a blocking system, so you can block, but it's not the best. Uh, instead, you want to you want to do this parry move. Uh, so when enemies attack with regular attacks, you'll want to parry it, and when you do that, it, it stuns them, leaves them vulnerable for a counterattack. Um, there is also kind of a, uh, I think they call it a spirit system. There's, there's a lot of systems in this game, so I, I'm going to get them all wrong. But um, when someone attacks, their ability to recover and their ability to um, uh, spend energy to attack you goes down when you deflect or when you do a spirit attack on them successfully. Uh, so in these longer fights, by by deflecting and uh, attacking and then using your spirit on them successfully, you get them to a stun state where you can do more damage. Uh, and, and when that happens, there's a little red reticle on them when you're close enough. When you're in range, you can actually strike and you hit the Y button and you do massive damage to them. Uh, you can also do massive damage uh, when you're undetected. So from above, you can jump above them and then get that red reticle and then hit the Y button. Or if you're able to sneak up behind them uh, and not be... Uh, uh, observed you can you can also get like a huge hit on them takes takes down like a third to a half their life um which i think is a, a kind of a dark souls thing I, I think that happens a lot in those games but um there are save points throughout each of these levels there's no map that i can tell um but there are two different types of flag points and there's like a battle flag which serves as your save point and anytime you go to use that flag You'll get all your health flasks back. So you um, you get start off with three, and you can, I think, build out to ten by getting these pickups and uh, increasing your number of flasks. Um, but when you go and use that battle flag, it'll refill all your flasks, but it will repopulate the world. Anybody you've killed is now back. Um, yep. There's another flag hmm. that is a... Uh, it's not that. It's something else. But it increases your um, like your stamina. Uh, and, and how much damage you can take. Um, and you want to get those. You want to collect all those because they're going to make you stronger permanently, um, it seems. Uh, <laughs> so what I've been doing is just chipping away at this game. Uh, I died so many times to the first weak character, just as I was trying to learn how to dodge and how to deflect and all that. And eventually got to um, this mid-area boss, which was a tiger demon. It was like part tiger, part man, uh, and all kick-ass. It was just tearing me to pieces. Like, it, three attacks, and I'm done, uh, and I'm running back. Uh, so I eventually said, okay, that's not cool. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start grinding. So I, I just went from, like, battle flag to battle flag, just killing everything on the way, going to the next one, repopulating, run back, and getting all these um, upgrade orbs that allowed me to just constantly upgrade my HP, um, and then I discovered, oh, well, HP is great because it gives you, you know, hit points, but, uh, you actually want to upgrade this other spirit, which is like your earth essence, 
which will allow you to carry more weight, which will allow you to put on better armor, which is actually better for you uh, for mitigating damage. So I'm just I'm learning all about this this game uh, just by dying repeatedly and slowly upgrading the right things, I think, in order to make it better. And I'm having a great time, uh, you know, as a non souls playing person, I, I, I'm really enjoying the combat. I'm enjoying uh, learning uh, how to defeat these bosses and how to just kind of work my way through the levels. Um, and I haven't gone back and replayed any levels. I know that is a part of what they want you to do because you can pick up more materials to upgrade more weapons, upgrade your armor. Um, but so far it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, people have said that the English dialogue is not great. That Instead you want to switch it to Japanese uh, and use subtitles, yeah. but, but I'm fine. I'm fine with the English. Uh, I'd rather be able to hear it and read it. Uh, like if I get distracted and have to go look at another screen or something, I can still hear what's going on. Um, and really, the story is not really what's doing it for me. It's the combat. It's the uh, it's the challenge of, of the battles. Uh, but yeah, that's Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Uh, it's got 51 achievements. It seems like a lot of them are progression-based or just using... Um, different characters that you meet, they'll sort of serve as your backups. They'll kind of go into battles with you. And you can, uh, in certain instances, you can command them to go do attacks. Uh, sometimes they draw other fighters away from you, their attention, so you can sneak up behind them and, and get in a couple hits from there. Uh, and then once they're down, then it's just you, and good luck. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I'm with you. I don't particularly like Dark Souls games, but that's also because I don't need that stress in my life. I got enough of it. Um, is it is it more like a Souls game, or is it more like an action RPG? Like for for people who don't really like Souls games, is it something that's like, oh yeah, you might you might die, but there's enough here that you'll latch onto it. Well, I I, have, like I, said, I haven't really I haven't really played very many Souls games, so I can't tell you what that you know how close this matches Dark Souls One or Dark Souls Two or any of that. I can tell you it's um, it's got those RPG strappings, so you are or trappings, sorry, uh, where you're uh, you're managing your armor, you're you're trying to figure out what's best. I actually got very confused um, at one point because I was able to put on more armor than I should have. Uh, and my armor percentage went over 100%. And when that happens, you can no longer uh, deflect. Now, I didn't know that. So I went in there and I was just like, man, I'm really sucking after this big boss fight. Like, and now everything else I'm fighting, like, I can't deflect. My timing is off. It's just off. And then I noticed that my, my weight percentage was over 100%. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I, I swapped something out and I was down to 93. And all of a sudden I was able to deflect again. Uh, so it wasn't my timing. It was the fact that you have to manage your armor versus your weight capacity. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And you have to, and then you have to choose what your upgrades are going to be. Well, do I want more healing or do I want more health? Do I want the ability to wear more armor? Do I want to do more fire damage? Do I want to take more spirit away from them? When I deflect, you have five different abilities that you can build out and you have, and, you know, each one of those is a level uh, and you have to get increasingly more souls or upgrade, whatever you want to call them uh, in order to get to that next level. Uh, and there's an achievement for getting to level 80. So you're really going to be building out these, these levels. Um, you're really going to be investing into them. Uh, there's also a spell system, which I didn't really go into, and those require 
Um, as you go farther into the tree, you need to go farther into your your five areas. You have to spec into them more, put your uh, your upgrades into them in order to get to those better spells or those farther along spells. Um, but yeah, so you know if you're just into uh, RPGs, this might be something you're interested in. If you're just into like hack and slash, maybe, uh, maybe you'd be into it. Although, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, you have to deflect, you have to learn the patterns of the big bosses, especially. Um, hmm. so I, I don't know if that is what you yeah. do in the souls games. Yeah. Everything you've just described. Uh, sorry. I haven't said <laughs> like a lot of this is uh, very similar to, uh, like a dark souls or a Sekiro. Gotcha. I had asked. I had asked uh, in the Discord. I was like, well, how on a scale of one to ten, how close is this to like Dark Souls? And I got, you know, from the two people that answered, like about a seven point five to an eight. Yeah, Ooh. it's just the descriptions that you gave me, like for the little bit that like because I've I've beaten Dark Souls three. Like I did that, did the DLC for that, um, and just like being over encumbered, you can do it, but like losing the ability to do certain things. Like the game won't stop you, but it'll just make you less ideal. Like having the bonfires where you regenerate the progression based on like all of that sounds very, 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 very Dark Souls. But this isn't like the Dark Souls we have at home, right? Or, or what was the one? <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. And the, there's a few no. others that are kind of low tier souls. This is actually quality. Like this, is a, this is a a contender for a you know, a competitor for the souls kind of, I guess I I'm having a great time with it. It doesn't mm. feel like I got it from the dollar store. You know, it looks great. It, it plays well. It does um, look cool. It's got a ton of systems I don't understand. So I, you know, somebody spent some time on it. So yeah. You might, it seems you, quality. Might wanna, you might want to give a, a dark souls game a try after this. If you're really digging it, just see, do the compare. Yeah, I think I'm going to do Sekiro next. Uh, cause, mm. cause I, I bought it. Uh, <laughs> I always thought I would <laughs> go play reason. that one. And I just, I just never, uh, you know, wasn't in Game Pass, and I didn't have yeah. desire to go to it. But I thought it would look cool, so I picked it up when it was cheap. I, I tapped on that one. That game kicked my teeth in. <laughs> well, maybe I'm I'll not... check that out at some point. Go for it. Yeah, that's really. I had a very hard time with it. Yep, I'm not an MLG Super Pro God Gamer. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint all of my ravenous fans. Uh, but I couldn't beat Sekiro, and <laughs> but other people really enjoy it. I I just I just recognize that I'm bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I I I don't get the beat your head against the wall until you until you figure out the boss's patterns and then do it. Well, so far with this game, it seems like you can just grind up your your levels and then go for it. Now, maybe there's a wall you hit with grinding, you can't go any farther, and then it becomes skill, like pure skill. But so far, I've been able to overcome my lack of skill um, with just grinding high levels. Like it said, hey, you should probably do this, you know, think about being level 5 when you go into this area. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm doing it at 20. Uh, <laughs> I just blaze through it until I get to the bosses. Uh, and that's been working for me so far. I'm a little closer now. I'm, I'm like maybe 5 levels above where they want me to be. Uh, mm. But, you know, uh, it's fun. I'm having fun. Well, being overpowered oh, definitely just... helps. All right. Well, yeah. Wo Long at least looks cool. After hearing you talk about it, I don't know if I want to try it now. 
<laughs> then mission accomplished. That's why I do these things. Get he's people not for, to play games. He's here for a woe good time, not a woe long time. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, with that, Devin, what would you like to talk about? Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of new great things that are, are being released and a lot of a lot of new hotness. So I, I forewent all of that and decided to play Far Cry 2. Oh, uh, classic. Oh, classic. Oh, no, classic. It, it's not. Uh, Far Cry Classic's a different one. That's the first <laughs> one. Uh, Far Cry 2 is a game that I've had on my tag for almost ever uh, since 2009. And I have RTDL and specifically Chewy to blame uh, for playing it. Uh, it is. It's very rough. I kind of hate it. Um, <laughs> Glowing I review. <laughs> I I can't in good conscience recommend anyone play it uh, for a variety of reasons, which I will get into now. Uh, Far Cry 2 is the fairly archetypical uh, open world game uh, from Ubisoft. If you've played one, you're going to be fairly well familiar with it, wherein you go and different people give you different quests. You are in, as the game's Wikipedia is described to me, in the UAC, or Unnamed African Country, and you are a mercenary hunting down an arms dealer that's supplying two sides of a conflict named the Jackal. And uh, there's a lot of things about this where it's like, yeah, that's there's some cool ideas. So the main theme is that war is bad. That don't sound right. And this is, yeah, I know, it's a, it's a weird random concept. But the idea that, like, you know, maybe all of this war profiteering and all this mercenary work, what if that's not good for people? And to that end, there's a lot of things that it goes into. So uh, all of the all of the bad guys that you're fighting, uh, of which it's literally everyone that you ever encounter. There's no friendly people in Africa whatsoever, <laughs> apparently. Uh, all of them have guns that are seconds away from blowing up in your face, so they all jam, they get dirty. There's no way to repair the guns. Uh, you oh. can buy new guns, and your guns degrade crazy fast. So uh, you have to go pick up the new guns. So once you buy a gun, it's good forever. Like you, It stays there, but you know it'll degrade, and so you have to go back uh, and, and do that repeatedly. Uh, otherwise, your gun jams in the middle of the fight. I had a pistol explode in my hand. Um, because it was so badly degraded. Jeez. Uh, you also immediately upon landing in Africa, uh, you talk to, there's a guy that takes you to the hotel. It's very Skyrim, you know, like, oh, hey, just woke up. <laughs> Welcome to the country. And then you drive around. Uh, you immediately get malaria. Uh, it's the first thing you do upon landing into the country. I think it's kind of like in Hawaii wow. when they give you the lays. You get malaria. And because you have malaria, Sometimes at just random points, uh, you'll just get really tired and uh, stop running and jumping and your vision will get all weird because you have malaria and you can do missions to get pills to stop malaria, but you can never cure the malaria. You just have it forever. That's like a story beat. That is. Yeah. Well, because war. Yeah, because war is bad and life is hard 
Also, you know, in uh, other games when like there's different points in the map, there's road checkpoints, right? You've played an Ubisoft game, I'm sure. Uh, And you go to those road checkpoints and you kill everybody there. And it's like, yep, that's a road checkpoint. And then you leave the road checkpoint and you turn back around. Maybe you forgot something. I don't know. Well, then you'll notice that everyone has immediately respawned and will continue to immediately respawn forever. There's no way to clear out all of these road checkpoints. And you might think that there's like one or two. (laughs) Oh, no, there's one at every single place. And you might be like me and you might think, well, I'll just blow past this road checkpoint then I won't have to kill everybody. They will hunt you to the ends of the earth for passing through their road checkpoint. It's beloved and sacred. (laughs) So which causes you to shoot your guns, which causes your gun to degrade. So you have to go back to the place where you bought the guns because you need new guns so that they don't explode in your hands, but they keep running into road checkpoints and you're just trying to get to places. And then you have malaria. This game is a exercise in tedium. It adds. It's okay because you can bring in your companions to help you. Oh yeah. You have buddies. They suck. (laughs) They're all what's in it for me. Mercenaries. Uh, and sometimes if you get knocked down, the one guy will come in and save you. And that's it. Uh, you also, because it's real, uh, your buddy will get knocked down and you can just decide to put him out of his misery, which is an achievement. I just hacked at him with a machete and then shot him. So I got the achievement and then reloaded my save. Um, I don't know why you would ever. Yeah. So, yeah, moving through the moving through the maps is tedious. The story missions are, are tedious because it's not a very big map, but because you're constantly getting into stupid firefights like all the time, your guns keep degrading, which keep causing more and more problems to happen, which I think is supposed to be like, a oh, this is gritty and realistic. But when you have things like constantly respawning checkpoints, it takes me out of this immersion that they're trying to build. Um, and it makes me really hate it. I'm about halfway through. I think because I think I'm about to go to map number two Um, and uh, the achievements are a nightmare, but it involves like literally beating every side mission in the game, uh, finding all of the hidden diamond caches because you don't just get paid money. The money's worthless. You get paid uncut diamonds and they in true realistic fashion. I was so immersed. Uh, drug and diamond cartels just throw all of their valuable diamonds and briefcases just all over the place for, for random people to find. Um, it's That's immersive. Realistic. How else do you store yeah. your diamonds? Exactly. Um, so you have to do that. You have to find all those diamonds. Um, it's tedious. I hate it. And on top of all of that, you would have to play the multiplayer for an obscene amount of time to get to the max rank. And when I tried to do that, uh, my rank just kept resetting if I shut the Xbox off and all of my stats would reset. What? So I can never actually complete this game. And I don't know if I ever want to. I think I will beat the story and then uh, remove it from my entire life. Just (laughs) go take the disc and practice skeet shooting or whatever or donate to a malaria charity uh yeah and this isn't to say that all far cry is bad far cry 3 is rad everyone should play far cry 3 (laughs) they 
I mean, they refined the formula. This is you could see the template for what they were trying to do in Far Cry Two, and then they just they really tightened it up. A lot of the things in Far Cry Two are in Far Cry Three, that the different factions and then the flipping sides between you know who's who's on the right side and who's on the wrong side. Oh, guess what? They're all they're all as bad as each other. Uh, the various different um, strongholds that you have to take over, um, obviously the collectibles and things like that, the open world, the, the like revealing of the map, like all of that is in Far Cry 2 and 3. It's just Far Cry 3 makes it fun <laughs> and Far Cry yes. 2, it, it is not fun. Um, I, I played this back in 2011 and I think at the time I really enjoyed it, but I that was before everything else that's come after. So I could imagine going back after having experienced three onwards would be like, Oh my God, this is, this is not fun. I, uh, uh, did you- I didn't like it when I played it uh, initially. Cause you get an achievement immediately. And then I was mm. just trying to figure out the game and it was like, Oh, you have malaria. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I don't like this. And I stopped playing it until contest. Did you have you noticed? I mean, if you're paying attention to the story at all, have you noticed that everyone talks very quickly and there's no pauses in anything anyone says, and it's really, really quick like this? There's no breaks. Yes, I've also noticed the one cool thing I will say: fire. The fire in the game because it's in Africa and it's there's a drought, so doing certain actions will cause a fire to spring up in the brush and make firefights a little bit more exciting. Because you can accidentally cause a wildfire behind you <laughs> and just be like, oh, uh, I'm on fire. <laughs> this is bad. Um, Starting a wildfire is the best part of the game. Yeah. But yes, I did notice that I have not been paying too much attention to the story because it's not, like I'm trying mm. to hunt down the jackal, but he never shows up or does anything in the Far Cry manner. Because if you play like three or four, the bad guy shows up and monologues at you and is a bigger force in your life as opposed to the jackal mm-hmm. who doesn't care that you exist and is just like, on, he shows up at the beginning and just like, well, you have no reason to be here anymore. Bye. I will I will set you up to prepare for disappointment in that regard. Yeah. I Because I, I want to like it too because like i said i like i liked i've played three and five i really like three i really like five Uh, blood dragon's also good Mm -hmm. there's no reason to go back and play this game uh unless you're playing it on pc i think there are people who have modded out some of the stuff to keep some of the elements but make it less obnoxious like it wouldn't bother me that road checkpoints constantly respawn if it was like after a day but I'm not kidding when I say it's literally like right after you turn the corner, they've restocked that road checkpoint Oof. full of dudes. And like I've gone back because it's like a mission made me go like, OK, go down this road. OK, you've picked up that thing. Now go back. And it's like the road checkpoint came back. Ow. And the minute any single one of them knows where you are the entire camp knows exactly where you are as well. Like, and you could yeah. be like hiding in the long grass and you could like step on a twig and one person might be like, Hey, what was that? And then within five seconds, 50 dudes are literally just on top of you. And you're like, Wah. and I wasn't kidding. Like, you know, in other open world games, like even in the like Farker games, there are people that don't want to kill you, but literally everyone you meet outside of cities want you dead. Like, and it's, 
it's for us to, you'll be driving around and it'll be just like another car will go right and it's full of bad guys and they immediately like oh hey it's him and they pull over and they try to kill me and i'm like who's mm-hmm. if you're trying to be immersive and gritty these like weird wacky segments take me out of this like i like the idea of what it's trying to tell with the world being oppressive and terrible and and all that but like the way they're going about it just makes it much more tedious um and really takes me away from it and and it makes me you know like i said it makes me mock it and just be like oh war's really bad did you know that like there's other games that do that and really hit the point home better so yeah if you've never played far cry 2 don't uh just play far cry 3 the classic edition is is uh far cry 3 classic uh is totally completable far cry 5 i think it's on game pass they give you the dlc now as a perk like one of them That's just cool. play that it's a mo- like far cry 5 is an amazing little game uh it's it's it might be very formulaic but it's but they've refined that formula down to a science if you want to watch some of the failed attempts though by all means you can go to far cry 2 and bash your head up against a wall and considering this came out in 2008, I'm assuming it plays like a 2008 shooter, so it's not that good. Okay, but like 2008 had all kinds of banger shooters, uh, like COD 4, Halo 3, all of those are perfectly fine playable games. Oh, <laughs> they I feel a that. lot more fresh. But yeah, but this feels like a very whole hum 2008 shooter. Oh, trust me, I know that when you mentioning the game uh shooter from 2008 it's either like the absolute best uh you know absolute classic top tier games or it's uh yeah don't go back to the shooting yeah it's uh it's it i mean the game handles and controls perfectly fine it's just because you're getting like the weapons jammed or all that it's you can't vary your weapons up because you have to spend the the diamonds to buy new weapons. And so mostly I just stuck with what I had um, and didn't vary it up because all the enemy weapons are terrible, which is a statement. Yeah. War is bad. This looks awful as well. Yeah. The, the single player achievements are, I think I'm just going to bum rush down the uh, getting to the end of the game and just, <laughs> just beating the story and uh call it call it there uh but this game made me so mad and uh i i don't think i've played it for week maybe a little over two weeks maybe but i still just like no i gotta let this this the story must be told i must warn people <laughs> well what a glowing recommendation no it's not don't <laughs> This isn't even like a like one of those like, oh, this is really interesting. No, don't like I, I, I distilled down to you like. Don't. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, with that, let's get on to some sales and things that you should actually buy, play and actually buy instead of Far Cry 2. Uh, I've got two recommendations for this week. The first being the prototype biohazard bundle. It's $15 down from 50. I'm sure 
everyone knows what Prototype is. It's an amazing open world hack and slash game, uh, super power type game where you you just murder a lot of people. There is a lot of murdering, a lot of destruction. It is an amazing game if you have not played it. And if you have not played it, you are truly doing yourself a disservice. It's so much fun. Uh, just something to point out, the first game is actually kind of difficult to complete because you have to do all these like challenges and you have to get gold in all the challenges and they're not easy. The second one, however, is super easy to complete. They, you don't have to do none of that stuff. Uh, yes, oh, I mean, completion is beware, I guess, for that. And then second game I'm going to recommend is a game called Crash Bots. Now, this is an older uh, sometimes you game. It's $3 down from 10 It's like a platformer. Uh, if you want to get a better idea of this game, you can actually go to the U- our YouTube channel. I streamed this game like forever ago. And it's kind of one of those games where you're a crash test dummy from what I can remember. And you just have to get to the end point and it's kind of difficult. I know I just remember struggling on this, on this game and everybody watching and loving me being miserable while trying to fight through it. But yeah, it was a fun little game that I feel like a decent amount of people listening would actually enjoy this type of a thing. So yeah, you can check that out. Uh, Nate, what games would you like to recommend? Oh, right. I, I've mentioned it before, but it's time again. Uh, Portal of Evil Stolen Runes, $3.59 down from 7 This is 8th Floor doing their best Artifacts Monday uh, impersonation. And uh, from the only person I know that's played it, uh, Mental Knight 5 says uh, that it's pretty good. It's It plays like an Artifacts Monday, so that's cool. Uh, and if you're not sure what that is, that's an adventure point. Uh, next up, What Lies in the Multiverse, $4.50, down from 15 This is a puzzle platformer. Um, it was mentioned or brought up in the showcase by Rocker Dude back on level 188. Uh, and I suspect that this is cashing in on the Everything Everywhere All at Once hype train because uh, it's, it's about the multiverse. So it seems like a good time to uh, try to sell that game again. Uh, there are a bajillion shmups. Uh, going on sale this week. If you're into those, they, you know, they're not great discounts, but they are on sale. If you are into playing those games, maybe you want to check them out, pick up what you don't have. Uh, and finally, Quantum Break is $10 down from 40 This is a third-person shooter. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, I hope. Uh, it's, it's a little long in the tooth now, I think, but still looks great, uh, still plays great, uh, and it could potentially be in the Game of the Month contender Uh Hmm, you know, we'll talk about that at some point. It might be in there. Also, I saw it mentioned. Maybe. Also, maybe. just worth calling out that it features right. the now uh, deceased Lance Reddick uh, as one of its actors. Uh, so I wondered True. if there was a tie in there because he uh, he unfortunately died this this week. So I wasn't going to bring everybody dead. down, Chewy. But, Draw uh, attention to that with by putting the game on sale. Get some sales <laughs> for the game. Oh right, them. Yes, maybe. That's it. Quantum Break. It's a great game. I've played a little bit of it. You can play it again. TM. Is that not on Game Pass? It is. Is it on Game Pass? I checked. I didn't see it. I didn't see that I, it was. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think I own it. I thought it was. Uh... Yep. Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. And, and it's a... Uh, it. 
yeah, buy it anyway. Still pretty good. Uh, Remedy made it. They did Control on Wake. And uh, the only other thing I'll say about Quantum Break is that it is a big boy. It's a, like 100 gigs. It's huge. Ooh. Um, That's because it's it's a TV series. As well yeah, as it's, game. yeah, it's got like a whole bunch of HD video. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Really neat. Uh, my recommendation is XCOM Enemy Within, which is uh, $7.99 down from $39.99. $7.99, of course, being so much lower than $8. Uh, XCOM is a turn-based strategy game where you're a squad of people and you're trying to fight off aliens. Uh, this has the this is the backwards compatible version of Enemy Unknown that has the DLC in it. So uh enemy unknown was the kind of remake or the redo um and enemy within was the expansion they released as two separate uh lists on the 360 so this is the more complete version uh has the dlc including dudes that you can make into mechs and you can do genetic modification and it also has a secret uh human sympathizers with the alien enemy that adds a little bit more to the gameplay. Highly recommend XCOM anytime it comes up, and I uh, would recommend you play it. I feel like it's always on sale when, you, when you're when you on this show. XCOM 1 or 2 is, yeah. All right. So, go ahead, Joey. Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, whenever the sales pop up, I always filter them to adventure and point-and-click games uh, because that's my jam. And I, as I say, I'm running this little contest. I'm, do I'm doing a personal push on them this year. Uh, so this week, I just wanted to draw attention to a couple that I think were worth mentioning. Uh, I was going to say Portal of Evil, which Kush already mentioned, but also there is Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, The First Cases, Um Similar to the games I mentioned earlier, the game showcase, these are kind of murder mystery, uh, point and click adventures. Um, and I really like kind of Sherlock and Poirot and these detective mystery games. Uh, this is down from probably a very overpriced $30 down to 12, 60% off, uh, which is the lowest it's been. So I think worth picking up. Uh, another one which is very, very, very cheap. Not sure exactly why, but worth pointing out because it's so cheap is a game called Paper Ghost Stories 7pm. It's a short adventure game, but it is down from $4 to less than a dollar. Less than a doll hair. Wow. Or Paper Ghost Stories. So I don't know if it's worth it. It's I'd got a 2.29 rating, but it is <laughs> cheap as chips. Uh, I also wanted to point out that there is a heck of a lot of Call of Duty games on sale. Um, Call of Duty games, I think, regularly do pop up in the sales, but there are basically all of them <laughs> this week. Um, and if you are taking part in Volga's Call of Duty contest for the year, uh, this is a good opportunity to grab basically all of them. I mean, on the 360, you've got uh, 2, 3, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops, Black Ops 2, World at War. Uh, and on the one, you've got all those other ones as well. <laughs> and I think there's a, even a DLC on sale as well, which is quite rare. You see the games on sale a lot, but the DLC rarely does. I think Black Ops 2 Season Pass is on sale as well. And Modern Warfare 2 
couple of DLC packs on there as well. Cool. Not my thing, but if you like Call of Duty, there's a whole lot. Answer the call. Oh, I just hope that acquisition goes through. Because then we don't have to buy them. It'd be so nice. All right. But if you also uh, don't want to buy anything, just as a reminder, Games of Gold, you have Chuba Brook until the end of the month. Uh, this is up Chewy's Alley. It's a point-and-click game. Yes. I don't I don't love it as much as Rorker does. Uh, I don't know why he loves it so much. There are better point-and-click games. It's okay. It's fine. Also really expensive. It's it like really 30 is. bucks. Yeah, oh. it's, worth, it's worth getting for free, not for 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why he likes it. Uh, we also have Sudden Strike 4, which is a real-time strategy game, also available until the end of the month, and available until tax day, or what used to be tax day, April 15th, never mind, is Lamentrum. It's a survival horror game. Uh, also possibly up Chewy's Alley. I know you like the horror stuff. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. It's kind of, again, I guess kind of Lovecraftian, I guess you want to say. Nightmare world full of terrible creatures. It looks kind of retro-y. I don't know what makes it a survival horror game, um, particularly, apart from the horror element. Uh, but... I mean, I'll definitely be checking it out because it looks like my kind of thing. I was going to say, from the horror and then the graphics, it looks like something you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. But on Game Pass, there's not a lot of it. Uh, but available now is Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, The Prince's Edition. Available next Tuesday is MLB The Show 23. Heck yeah. I'm actually, I'm literally, I'm very excited. I, oh, oh I know you are. Yeah, I love playing these games. I was, I was going to mention, I know that's something up your alley. I know you like all the MLB games. I've, com- I've completed the other two, so I'm going to con- like work to try to complete 23. Nice. And then in two weeks, we have Infinite Guitars coming to Game Pass. And sure that's it. Probably for- finite. <laughs> And that's it for the Game Pass news, at least what's arriving. We do have quite a bit of games uh, leaving Game Pass. We have Double Dragon Neon, which is a 20 to 25 hour beat em up. We have Cluster Truck, which I feel like has been there since the service started. It was uh, uh, the first It Came from Game Pass game. You can ah, that's out right. Miguel and I uh, think sometime around the hundreds or so. That's right. I think was it you or maybe you and Michelle streamed it? Mm-hmm. Thought so. Yeah, but that was on Mixer. So Wow. Old school. Yeah. What a time. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. What right. a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> that stream might actually be on YouTube. I should have looked that up. Hmm. It might be on our channel. Hope so. I hope it is. Uh we have MLB The Show 22 is leaving, as you can imagine. We have Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is a fighting game. 200-plus uh, hour completion, so there's time in the month to complete it, I'm sure. But in all honesty, if you like fighting games, this is actually a really good fighting game. I really enjoy this one. 
Um, we have Kraken Academy, which is a six to eight hour adventure game. Uh, Memoir Blue, a one to two hour adventure game. And a game Nate just talked about last week, Chinatown Detective Agency, which is an adventure point and click 10 to 12 hours. You called it, Nate. You called it. Well, yeah. Stay on the shoulder of giants. You know, Freemhole predicted it. <laughs> these are these ones are killing me because uh, normally, uh, you know, I don't go for all of the Game Pass levers, but three adventure games leaving at once is like, ah, oh, come on. Kraken Academy does have a very good walkthrough, um, by the way. Just uh, I've done that one. It's a very doable game. Uh, I I did it. I think pretty well underestimate too. There's time. I'd like to go back and do that. I kind of backed myself in a corner with Chinatown Detective Agency, which I'm not enjoying as much as I thought I would uh, with that first bit. Uh, I kind of kind of soured on it after I talked about it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the Kraken Academy if I can. But you know that Diablo Four open betas this week, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, we he gotta get to about a memoir blue. <laughs> yeah, that was not as good as I'd hoped. Mm-mm. I was I was just sitting here thinking. I knew someone in Discord was talking about how Memoir Blue wasn't very good. I couldn't remember who it was. It's just it's uh very abstract. All right. And just as a reminder, game of the month for this for March is Psychonauts Two. Oh, and also, I am uh, taking submissions for nominations. I'll kind of vet through them and see if there's any good ideas. And if you are a patron, sometime this Friday, I will be putting it up to a vote for April's Game of the Month. So uh, if you want to vote on that, you can. I'll accept submissions from anybody for different games, but you can't vote on it unless you're a patron. All right. Yeah, patrons, be sure to look out for that. I'm sure we'll tag you when we when the voting starts and whatnot. Yeah, that's sometime Friday. Just ish. Got to figure out what we, what we're looking for. Yeah, something more story based and something shorter, hopefully. Yeah, it generally for if you're looking for like what a good su- suggestion would be. If it's in Game Pass or, you know, Games with Gold or is frequently very cheap, um, that'll probably work. Something that isn't crazy long, has a pretty good story, uh, has all very good good things to suggest. Just trying to make it something that's more readily available for everyone. Readily available, completable to at least the story completable. um, And you have something to talk about in it you know yep all right well with that let's get into bright camp start with devon all right in completions ems fergie has reached 250 completed games drunken monkeys has reached 800 completed games and anigo montoya has reached 1600 completed games in streaks, Freemhole and Infamous are currently on 50-day win streaks. RPG Davey and Legohead1977 and Coach Moose are on 150-day achievement win streaks. Uh, Inferno118 and Desert Fox420 are on 200-day achievement win streaks. 
Uh, CJH Carter with 250 days. M's Fergie with 500 days. Wild West 08 with 600 days. Fluttery Chicken with 1,050. Sincere Seeker 6 with 1,100 days. Prince It with 1,150 days. Elroy OMJ with 2,050 days. And celebrating their anniversaries, Ben L72 with a two-year anniversary. And Sincere Seeker 6 with a three-year anniversary. In gamer score, Mr. P Tart has hit 500,000. Michael KV, 600,000. Prue has hit 1.2 million gamer score along with Drunken Monkeys. Sangreas has hit 3.1 million gamer score. And Redemption Denied has hit 3.7 million gamer score. In leaderboards, MZ Fergie is now in the top. 10,000 commas, maybe 10,000, yes, of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Uh, and she is also in the top 50,000 of the Achievements Completion Percentage leaderboard. Rutrek has been on a tear with one, two, three, four different leaderboard entries. We've got the top 200 of the Europe True Achievement leaderboard for role playing, very specific. Top 50 of the max possible completion percentage leaderboard for turn based. Top 50 of the TA Difference leaderboard for turn-based and the top 500 gamer sport goal leaderboard for role-playing. I'm guessing he's been playing quite a lot of turn-based role-playing games. Fun. Uh, iRoad V2 is now a top 200 TA Difference leaderboard for skateboarding. Johnny Delicious. Top 20,000 completed games leaderboard for adventure. Good man. Uh, Mike Pitch is the top 100 gamer score leaderboard for Windows Phone. Hang on a sec. I thought that was down. That's so removed. Oh, I see. Yes, <laughs> down the so way. Moved down up. Away. Moved up the leaderboard by default. <laughs> right. Um, Northern Lass is in the top fifty TA difference leaderboard for point and click. Lovely, brilliant stuff. Rocker Dude is in the top two thousand true achievement leaderboard for competitive ratio, which I believe is any game over one point two counts is that correct oh. not all that competitive if you ask me <laughs> septic earl is the third in new hampshire for both gamer score and true achievement nice and in brags this week <clears throat> because this one was just so out there uh there might have been others and hopefully big l will pick them up next week if there were um we have mental knight five who did a crazy thing um and then he did it even more uh Back in May of 2022, he spent 11 hours doing the Desert Limo that you only have to do for how many hours? Eight? Eight. Is it eight? Uh, yeah. It's a lot. It's stupid. Yeah. I think it's eight. And he did 11. Why? Because he's mental. Because uh, <laughs> he's mental night. Then, two months later, he took three days off work in July to try to beat his record for staring at the Desert Limo in Roundabout while twiddling his stick. Um, and he made it nine and a half before he tried to have a snack and then he messed up. Now you may ask yourself, why is he doing this? Uh, and the reason he's doing this is because he wants vulgar while he's doing his extra life to play desert limo and then just be surprised why mental Knight has the top spot and, and why he's doing it more than I think it's eight hours. Let's just say more than eight hours. Well, in September of last year, <clears throat> he went for it again. Uh, but since he's no spring chicken, he actually started to doze off a couple times for the last half hour. Uh, and that ended up being a 24 hour, two minutes 
an almost 19 second run. Why? He's number one. <laughs> he's ranked number one. You don't question the number one. He's he's number one. Like Smitty Werman Jaegerman Jensen. He's the best. He's, he's the mental. best at Desert Limo. So congratulations for that. Uh <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna be challenging you for that unless <laughs> I can teach my nephew, and then I will steal it from you. I mean, fortunately, you can't. It uh, it randomizes the uh, the drift. Oh, but it rumbles when you're about to go off the road, from what I understand. So I might be able to program it. Just saying, there's a chance. I mean, good job. But at the same time, why? Because it's there. <sighs> If there's a leaderboard, someone will try to get to the top of it. Uh, good job, Mental. I don't get it. Good job. <laughs> it's a brag, that's for sure. It's definitely a brag. It is most definitely a brag. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. As always, you can check out all of, of our... Um, all the links to all of our socials, link to the Discord, Patreon, YouTube, Twitch. It will be down in the show notes. We have a doc with it all. Make it nice and simple for everyone. Uh, Julia, it was nice having you. It was lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. We should do it again sometime. Next time, the time differences work out. Yes. Yeah. Daylight savings <laughs> times. That was great. Six, that was six months. It'll be the next time the clocks change. Daylight savings is so annoying, but at least this is one silver lining that comes from it. A bit mm -hmm. of a window. Maybe we can make it happen. But yes. Thank you all for listening. See, and see you all next week. Class is dismissed. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to Cooperation Nation, the show where me and Ahizo talk about games we played cooperatively. I'm Vulgar Latin, and with me is Ahizo. How's it going? I don't know why. I slipped into an announcer voice. Weird. <laughs> we were talking about WWE, and you just had that on your mind. Uh, we're talking about Escape Academy, a Game Pass game that is about escape rooms. Cooperative escape rooms. It was pretty good. It was. Uh... I was really impressed. It when you had initially asked me about it if it was something I had any intention of playing, it was kind of a like I've never done an escape room in real life, but I've always liked the ideas. It was kind of, sort of a it had my interest, but it wasn't anything I was particularly excited about. But once we started to get into it, it was it was really good. Uh, it was not as good as it takes two, but I had that same feeling of it was way more than I expected from it. it yeah, I, I was very pleased. It's a, it's a first-person puzzle game. You can play it by yourself or cooperatively. Um, and for most people that are listening to this, uh, I'd imagine you just did it. Um, there's a walkthrough on TA. It says it's one to two hours. That's if the solutions for these are static. So once you know the answer to the room, it's not like it regenerates or changes the answers up. You're always going to have the same answers. So um, if you use that for the walkthrough... You're going to get all the achievements very quickly, but I think you're going to miss a really good time. Yeah, I, I will say that's that that's the only thing that I would actually call a genuine negative with this game, for me at least. Uh, 
not saying it was perfect otherwise or anything like that, but this is the only that's the only thing I would necessarily call bad is that I do wish there was a bit more of a random element to it. Maybe, you know, even if it's just like, oh, the combinations to the locks change and where you find it could be in one of three places. There's some puzzles you couldn't really randomize and they kind of had to be static, but I wish they had had a mix so that you could play it through a second time with someone else and not just already know what you're doing. That that was kind of the yeah. sticking point for me. But being that it was both of our first times playing, that wasn't an issue for our run. No, and it also made cleanup for achievements pretty straightforward. It, it did. Um, we had to run yeah, back to is... a couple levels and we just pulled up the solutions because we couldn't remember it off the top of our head. <laughs> yeah, like there's a collectible. So there's what, about 10-ish levels? That sounds about right. Um, uh, that each have their own uh, collectible inside them. They're newspapers that you got to find. Uh, and then there's some... Um, other missables, though, I think like a few of them we just accidentally got for like solving specific puzzles in a in under a set amount of moves. I think you got one that was like like that. Yeah, there. Like, yeah, there's a few naturally. for solving puzzles at certain speeds or solving. I think there was one or two for solving entire escape room at a certain speed. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's what most of them are. Like most of it is just general progression. I think every level had one for beating it. And then, like, you've mm-hmm. got one for beating every level without using a hint. And in between levels, you can talk to people at the school because it, it is an actual escape academy. Like, you're at a school all about escape rooms because, you know, that's those are all over the place. Uh, well, the, the idea is that you're supposed to be, like, spies or whatever, like, high-tech spies. And the uh, all of the different rooms are things in the academy that will try to kill you. Yeah, is the that's, is the thing like it's being filled up with water or poison gas? Or yeah, that was that was one thing that, that I really liked that I did not expect was there's an actual plot to this game. It's not just hey, here's mm-hmm. a bunch of escape rooms and you're at a school and they have them. This was like an actual storyline with good guys and bad guys and betrayal and a like a villain and it just unfolds over time and i i did not see that coming at all like i I really thought it was just gonna be like here's a bunch of rooms to try and escape from so i liked that yeah yeah i I liked that aspect of it as well like the story having something to kind of tie everything together really exactly really helped and and you know while the and, and they tried their best to make the variety Good and and also the puzzle variety. Like, yeah. it's possible to skip over whole puzzles, which we did, but it'll actually explain like how you did it. So there's some we accidentally like found the correct solution, even though we weren't supposed to. Um, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's how you're supposed to figure it out. But I don't. I think it was very rare that we were just like, okay, wait, how are we actually supposed to do this one? Yeah. Like I think we were able to solve it most of the time on our own. Yeah, I I don't think we ever actually looked up a solution for anything. But yeah, there definitely were times where they had that little recap at the end, which which I liked. They not only told you what you solved, what you didn't, they gave you a specific timestamp. So they listed off like every single puzzle in that level, and they told you how long, uh, how long from the start of the level it took you to solve that step, and it would, and then it would tell you, oh, you didn't solve this one at all. And I think there was once or twice where we probably just couldn't. There's probably one or, two, one or two puzzles where we just couldn't figure out what to do, and we kind of guessed at a combination or something. But there were definitely some where we just thought we had the answer, and turns out we did. But 
there was like three steps in between we were supposed to do to really figure it out that we just didn't know about. <laughs> and that, that always yeah. makes you feel a little good when you're like, wow, I didn't even guess that. Like I actually, you know, utilize what I had found in the puzzle, the clues and all that. There was just even more they wanted to give me to push me in that direction. Yeah. They, some of them you can. You can pick up the breadcrumbs, and sometimes they give you a whole loaf of bread yeah. instead of crumbs. It's, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Really hits you over the head over it, which, you know, it's neither good nor bad. And as for the co-op front, I think there's very few that are, like, in terms of, like, you need to have a co-op partner. I think uh, yeah. you can do the whole thing. You're, no, there's there's one. Here's one for solving something with a partner. Right. Um you know, do stuff with a partner, trade stuff. But for the most part, you could play through this whole game by yourself. You could also use the guide. I'd say don't. Have fun. Like, take some time. You work. Use the use brain space. Solve some puzzles. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the time estimate on TA says one to two hours, but that's definitely using the guide. It really doesn't add a ton of time to not use it, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I would say ours was probably five and a half to six hours total. If I had to take a guess at yeah. it, uh, our estimate is five hours, but we both had the same amount of time despite you playing it a little before me. So it had to have been a bit more than that. But it, it's it's not yeah, super it's... long. You could bang it out in a day if you really wanted to, or you can do what we did and play you know, an hour or two for a few different sessions. Yep, just uh, one or two rooms at a time. Because you will burn yourself it. out on it. it. It's a good game, but... The general concept is a little repetitive. The puzzles themselves are unique, but you're still just solving an escape room after an escape room after an escape room. And I personally, if you're going to do it legit, I do not recommend doing it in one sitting. Yeah, like here, you know, go look for all these things, find them, put them in specific places. Exactly. That kind of thing. Um, Yeah. And it also has a DLC that uh, is way too overpriced for not having any achievements. So yeah, it, it is one. I will say I haven't actually looked into how much, how many levels it adds. I want to say it was like five to eight, somewhere in that range, when it advertised it on the menu. Uh, but for me, I I think if it got down to like five bucks, I would. I think I would buy that DLC in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I, and I I would too, and and play through it. But Ted is just yeah really hard to justify without some achievements. Yeah, in it. yeah. No, if, if it was five bucks, I would certainly be contacting you and saying, you know, hey, let's give it a shot because it is fun. You know, like I said, you, yeah, you don't want to do a lot of it at once, but it's really good in bite sized sessions. Um, you could tell they put a, they did put a lot of care into it. Uh, they. They definitely they did a really good job of keeping everything unique. I like the art style. Uh, mm-hmm. They they definitely made a really good effort. Yeah, and I don't think we even ever failed either because you have like time limits and stuff. I don't think we ever failed a puzzle. No, I don't think so. Or... I think there were some where we came because the uh, the time allocations you get they're pretty generous. I think the shortest one is probably fifteen minutes or something, and they go up to like forty. I think the last mission we were given 35 you or like 40 an hour. Minutes. Yeah. And we finished it in like yeah. 20, I think 25, you know, so, so it still takes a good bit of time, but they're very generous in their, the amount of time that they give you. So I wouldn't, if you do play, I wouldn't be too worried about that. If you get to the point where you're just a couple minutes away from running out of time, 
you know, try and pick up the pace a bit, but I wouldn't be too worried about it. I, you'll generally, you shouldn't have much issue completing it within that time if you're not going to have an issue with it at all. And uh, as the cooperative, it's also like it's split screen, but you can turn off the split screen, which is nice. Yes. That... Um, or sometimes you can keep it, which is helpful. It makes actually the puzzle solving really easy. Yeah, that was something that was very nice coming off the back of uh, our It's Take Two run where it's for split screen. I really liked being able to run around with the full screen dedicated to what I could see, what I was doing. But if there were points where one of us had to be in a room where the solution was and the other person had to be in a different room where you were actually inputting the code, it was nice to turn on that split screen. So instead of you trying to relay everything to me, I could just pull it up and I could just see what you're looking at or you could see what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And we could just solve it that way. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That that was something I I very much like because I know that was something I had mentioned as a sticking point for me with It Takes Two was I, I didn't care for the four split screen. So I liked having the option to turn it on when it was helpful and to turn it off when it was kind of an annoyance. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a bit of a shorter one for for the Escape Academy, but I'd say, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. It is on Game Pass. Uh, so 99% of the people listening are going to you know have access to it. Uh, it's normally it's $20. 20 bucks. Which is... Yeah. A- bit much for me uh my recommended price kind of varies based on what your goal is uh if you're just going to cheese your way through it for the points and look up solutions or anything i i wouldn't pay more than five bucks for it uh yeah if, if you're going to go solo and do it legit i'd say 10 if you're going to do it with a partner though which is totally worth it uh i'd go up to like 15 but it, i think 20 pushes it just a hair over the line for me there's also Oh, there's a season pass in here for 15. So they might be adding even more. Oh, so it's very one. possible that we're, yeah, we might get more stuff. Either that or they're just uh, giving us the worst deal in the history of deals. Oh, yeah. So it's it's possible that we're going to be outdated here. Yeah, it looks like it actually um, says uh, the second one is available spring 2023. It is Escape from the Past. And each one has five new rooms. So. So, who knows? Maybe I'll pick up the the season pass. Then I was about to say for seven and a half bucks, you might be able to convince me <laughs> to grab. You could both. probably get it's it's a good get me in on that. Yeah, yeah. So, highly recommend it. Definitely, very good game. Play play it Definitely with a partner check it out before. You can mm-hmm. do it solo, but it's it's a great time. Just yeah, I'll have a party there, and then just like discuss what you think the solutions are and where you came from with it and yeah i think you're going to enjoy it and also importantly uh it while uh the it does have local multiplayer which is great uh you know if you've got a partner you know a sibling or whoever happens to live with you you know local play it has co-op the stuff's only going to unlock for the host but everything uh, everything can be done with that. So if you're playing with someone who couldn't care less, you know, just make sure you're player one and you can do that local, which seems to be more and more of a rarity. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like it's also a Windows game too. So it is, yeah. And crossplay. So, oh, I didn't realize it had crossplay. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, 
Yeah, even even more reasons to yeah, I'm not saying, <laughs> just go I'm for you it. You got even so. more options to play it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I imagine like yeah, it's two gigs. Like it'd run on a potato. It's not like super graphically yeah. intensive. So you're, you're not gonna have any trouble with this one unless you're unless your computer's older than I am. You should be fine. Yeah. So that that's it. Yeah, Escape Academy. Check it out. Escape from some rooms. Let us know what you think. Definitely recommend um, it. If you do decide to, yeah, if you do decide to to go the non cheese route, let us know if you thought of the puzzles <laughs> somewhere on the internet. And and if you do mm-hmm. decide to go the cheese route, then let us know so we can mock you. Mm, yeah, mercilessly, yes. as would be deserved. All right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's it. Cooperation Nation number i forget the the number but uh, until next time uh i'm vulgar latin we'll see you guys later yeah see you later bye